Who gives a fucking shit how long a scene is? party people it's cop here your favorite uh podcast on the (laughs) on the umfm podcast network and as you know i'm your host matt Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i'm joined by also host uh luke yeah yeah. how you doing today pretty good how are you yeah (laughs) Yeah, same. Good. That's a textbook retail response. I like it. <laughs> like if somebody asks you how your day is. Yeah, it's good. It's all right. Well, I'm not gonna lie to them and say, "Well, it was better until you showed up." <laughs> but you know. <sighs> all right. Seen any good movies lately? Uh, yes. What's the mystery movie nope. of the week? You saw it early. Yep. How? <laughs> how? What do you mean? It's out. No, it's not. It was uh, like three days ago. That's cap. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't believe you. All right. Well, I saw it. Okay. What's the verdict? Pretty good. Um, you know, did it actually come out this weekend? Yeah. Oh, and I just missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Shitty. Um, I don't like it as much as Get Out or Us, but I still liked it. Um, also, it's totally different than what you would expect from the trailer. The trailer makes it look like an alien invasion movie. And remember those sort of weird things that you saw in the trailer? Yeah, white face, big black eyes, things. They just show glimpses of it. I guess this will kind of be a spoiler. Do you want to hear? Sure. Those are all fake outs. No! Yeah, yeah. Um, You never actually see... Ooh, okay. I don't want to say too much, but there there... There is an imposter among us. I'll say that. And uh, I don't want to say too much. Well, what did you like about the movie? um, They do horror during the day, which I like. Anytime um, a director chooses to do that, props to you, because it's much easier to do a horror movie at night. Where Um, it's more scarier. Yeah, where there's things lurking in the shadows. But they do they do go into night like it goes basically you know you get the whole 24 hours it takes place over i guess a few days uh the characters are good there's one character that really stands out like he he seems like a movie character amongst real people who was it the tv repair guy no not him um it's a cinematographer that they bring in and his voice is so gruff Oh, is it like that older white guy? Yeah. I think I saw him in the trailer and they're like, you're going to need a, some, <laughs> some, yeah. Yes. Um, he, he really sticks out. Um, in a bad way. Yeah. But I, not, not terribly bad. Just when everyone's acting so realistically, when he comes in and he's kind of hamming it up almost, it's like, okay, take a seat, grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's good. Um, Jordan Peele's really good at balancing horror with comedy. I don't know if this is like credited as a horror comedy on Wikipedia, but all of his movies have that like moment of relief, that ha ha, and then move on. Yeah. And you know, I would say I laugh, laughed harder at this than like Return of the Living Dead, to be honest. <laughs> 
and that's trying to be a horror comedy. Yeah. Um, it looks good. There's um, there's a lot of special effects in it, which which look great. Um, and it still has that black people in America be like, <laughs> and capitalism be the, like. The, we live in a society yeah. element of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that's there, but maybe not as in your face as Get Out and Us was. Okay. Um, it's more symbolic in this movie. So okay. at its surface, it looks like a horror, uh, like a monster flick, but deep down there's some good commentary there. Uh, I liked it. Rank it among the his other films. Rank his three films. <laughs> his three films? Okay. Well, I've only seen Us and Ghetto once, and it was a while ago. But That's I enough. Would, that means they're all equal footing. I, I would rank them in descending order. Um, oh, so he gets worse every time. <laughs> Basically. Slightly. He gets slightly worse? Yeah. Can't wait till his his fourth middling picture <laughs> to come out then. I didn't... I thought it came on uh, next weekend, so I fucked up. You fucked so up? So I guess I just, just, just go to the theater and watch it. Were you excited for that one? It's like the only movie I was looking forward to this time. I'm like, what yeah. else is there? <laughs> come on. That was, All I got now is Barbie. That's next and that's next year. Yeah, the Barbie movie next year. I don't know. This summer Dune Dune Part 2, yeah. All the superhero movies coming out, of course. <laughs> Shazam, Fury of the Gods. The Sandman show, not to be confused with Sandman from Marvel. Yeah, it's the Sandman. The Sandman. Not Sandman <laughs> from Marvel. It's different, okay? And it's also different from the Sandman from 1930s DC yes. which is a different entity from the other two but but still loosely connected to the current <laughs> DC the Sandman um through like the lore mm-hmm. it's 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 um I'll, we'll make an episode we'll have a Sandman special <laughs> but there's a lot going on here it's kind of heady so yeah yeah if you if you're not prepared to think you know you can go <laughs> watch some Marvel or something you know I didn't watch anything good because, just because. <laughs> but I'll watch a couple good movies, and next week you'll all be sorry. Listen, any good music? Give uh, me a music review. Impromptu music, music review? review. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what? Listen to. Um. You know, I listened to Ziggy Stardust. Nice. Uh. Recently. Um, I mean, I've heard it before, but it's been a while. Yeah, I'll give that four out of five bags of uh, cocaine. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's fun. It's kind of rough around the edges. You know, David Bowie can't really sing that good. You don't think so? No. <laughs> Is that serious? Yeah. What What makes you say that? He's okay. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have great range. No. No. Is that what you look for? It just you know it's just that's one thing i don't that's one thing that sticks like it's like someone like mick jagger uh even though they're not like traditionally good or like bob dylan i'm like yeah they're good singers mm-hmm. but david bowie is like he's okay okay the band is good you think it was more the aesthetics that, yeah, yeah that's what he brings he's a he's an entertainer he's, a, he's got the personas he's got the eras and shit so yeah he he brings stuff to the table besides that, so it's still it's still it's still good or full in its own way. So yeah, I'll give that four to five. Um, good album. Yep. 
And you know what? Uh, I'm going to give... Name another album, and I'll give it a score. Um, what are your thoughts on Discovery? You know what? Good album. Uh, sometimes I think it's too long. Hey, <laughs> 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 um, But you know what? It's it's it's. I'm gonna give them four to five bags. Okay. A French cocaine. Okay. Yeah. So that's a good one too. How about uh, how about Dark Side of the Moon? Dark Side of the Moon. I'm gonna give that one. <sighs> that one is. You know what? I'm gonna give it five out of five. Five out of five. Five out of five. Nice bags of acid. <laughs> because it's a lot of acid. It's a damn. It's a damn good album. I wouldn't change anything on it. Yeah, I listen to On the Run casually. I put it on at social <laughs> events. There's nothing wrong with that. It's cool. A good party song. Yeah, gets it gets everybody going. It gets the people going. Ah, ah! <laughs> Yeah, you know, you put the chimes in time, and I don't know, it's fun, fun. That was awesome. That one time we were at a bar, and there was a jukebox, and we put on time. The clocks come on, everyone's like, huh, huh? And they play for like a minute, and then they play like a slow drum solo. It was the vibe. Just trust me, bro. I know. (sighs) All right, you want to talk about this 1981 movie? Yeah, let's talk about this 1981 picture. All right, take it away. You're hosting. So, base, well, you picked the movie, but whatever. Um, Fate picked the movie. Base, uh, yeah. Um, basically, it's 1981. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and Warner Brothers is thinking to themselves, what are we going to do? What's our tentpole picture? Um, because Batman is still eight years away. <laughs> <laughs> So they put out the next best thing, which is an epic movie about uh, King Arthur and Camelot and all that jazz. And it's called Excalibur. And yeah. And it's made as directed by the guy who did Zardoz. Actually. Yeah, this is the same guy who did Zardoz, which I remember not being that... I wasn't that hot. I don't think we were that hot on Zardos. Mm, I think I gave it a positive score, but not terribly. I th- yeah, I think it was like, okay. It, I, I really don't remember too much of it besides his costume and the big head. And that's what you kind of know before you watch the movie. So not a good sign. Anyway, um, here we get this epic telling of the Arthurian legend. How many bags? How many, just like that? Yeah, how many bags of popcorn for this one? Uh, it's gonna be like six bags of popcorn. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Why? Why? Okay, well first of all, I'm gonna have to compare this to Lord of the Rings. Why? Because that to me is like the gold standard of the fantasy epic. Okay. And I think that this movie could have done... Well, okay, keep in mind that that got three films that were all longer than That's what this. I'm saying. It should have, it should have been, that's what I'm getting that's fair it should have been like that because this movie seems like it has three parts kind of that rise and fall of uther then the rise and fall of arthur and then arthur's redemption yeah i think that could have been a really good epic trilogy and they all can kind of have like a nice ending see you in two years for the next part yeah because there's some sort of like transitional periods um that they kind of like hand wave just to kind of speed things up like oh she's evil now 
Uh, mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, she was... E- okay, why is she evil? Well, we have to get the story moving along. Um, do you want to give a brief summary of the plot? Just so my it, points... It, make it's basically sense. just King Arthur. It's just like, it starts with King Arthur's father and yeah. how he, Arthur comes to be. Merlin's like, I'm going to take him. And then Arthur pulls the sword out of the stone like 15, 20 years later. Yeah. And then it's just him as a king. And then shit happens. And then kingdom falls. And then, yeah, big finale. And then he dies. It's his whole life. So, uh, Uther has has this daughter um, that he kind of mm, steals. Okay, I got. I'm gonna go into a little more detail. If that's fine. Okay. Yeah, um, fine. There's this war between I don't know these two families. It's just like uh, England is divided. Yeah, the Dark Ages. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and then Uther with has Merlin as his like secondhand man, and he just you know begs him for a little crumb of magic every time he's in a pinch, and he wins the war by using uh, by using Excalibur. He gets this epic sword, and he's like, okay, I'm, I, I win, I win. Uh, they're <laughs> like, okay. okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. um, so then they have this big party after, and then Uther sees the opposing king's wife dancing. He's like, yeah, I think I'm taking that. He's like, damn, she's bad. <laughs> All right, it's mine. I fucked fuck the piece. <laughs> and Merlin's like, are you sure? And he's like, yep. And he's like, Merlin, use a dragon's breath. I don't know if there actually is a dragon or what that whole thing is, but he can just make this fog. And then that allows Uther to walk in to the castle. Then Merlin disguises Uther as the actual king. Has sex with the the woman. And then, boom, there's Arthur. And then she also has this, uh, this daughter that he takes after the other king actually dies. So there's a setup. And then... That daughter later on is is magical, and then she becomes the villain in the movie. And that's that, going back to my point is like, why is she suddenly evil? I guess she hates Arthur because she hates his father. Yes, and because um, where's her piece of the pie? <laughs> I wish, like, that does make sense. Like, we can cope our way into her her motivations. Yeah. But I wish that it was broken down into three movies so we could have actually seen her have this whole becoming evil arc. Yeah. It's supposed to be, like, a shock when it happens. But when it happens, you're just like, oh, I haven't seen this character in forever. Oh, she's evil? Oh, Okay. Oh, oh, she's new. <laughs> oh, that's new. Yeah. And that, that happens at, like, every crossroad, I would say, where they kind of just speed it up. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll admit, the chronology of the movie's a problem. Yeah. Because it's an epic movie, but, like, like old epics like Spartacus or, like, Ten Commands and shit was, like, almost four hours. Yeah. Or, like, Lawrence of Arabia. And then yeah. it was, like, you, you get everything in there. This one's, like, two hours, like... 20 minutes yeah which is like barely epic territory what's epic is the scale and like the budget production yeah but they have to jam-pack this guy's whole life (laughs) into two hours 20 minutes so yeah it gets a little fucked like towards the end when spoilers um uh arthur and the kingdom are in decline percival they send knights out to get the grail and then percival's like oh it's been 10 years Yes, and then he has a dream, and then later on it's been like another ten years because he says it's twenty years since yeah. the land was prosperous. 
So it's like, oh, okay. You just, yeah, <laughs> just have to roll with it because, like, okay. Uh, the movie needed to be longer, yeah, to be yeah. honest. Um, like, it could have been three hours. I don't know. It's it's really well produced. Yeah. I'll say that. The sets, the effects, the costuming, um, it's all primo. Mm-hmm. All very convincing. Um, the characters in it are whatever. Okay, and but that's okay <laughs> because they're just because they're legends of myth. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different aspects of them that are, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, but that's when I like compare it to Lord of the Rings, where like every every character in that is like pitch perfect. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's because one guy wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this one is whatever. Like Arthur is the protagonist, obviously, and you know he does well as like a stoic, virtuous kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have much character, but it's King Arthur. He just has to be the the king. Where you really get, like, almost all the personality in the film is Merlin. Even though he is also kind of stoic and stone-faced throughout the film, he has almost all the comedy moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I like. His stuff is funny. And <laughs> I don't know. There's something, like, simultaneously, like, menacing about him and also silly with his weird helmet thing. Looks like he has, like, a mind control helmet <laughs> on his head or some <laughs> shit. It's, it's just... Chrome dome? It's silly. And then, like, who else do you have? You have Lancelot and Guinevere. I like the guy who did who does Lancelot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he portrayed the tortured nature of the character well. And then like there's a bunch of guys, you know, like Liam Neeson's there as a drunk guy, so not a lot of acting effort there. <laughs> and then Patrick Stewart's there as just like a jolly good guy. Yeah. He's he... Guinevere's dad. Oh really? Yeah. It's supposed to be Guinevere's dad. Did they mention that? And I don't even think they explicitly say that. Oh. I just saw that after. But yeah, um, and he, so in terms of casting, like, I don't think anybody's incompetent, but it is a little bit uh, dry in that regard, in that it is like kind of how you would imagine a historical legend to be told, where it's like, they do this. And the characters have, um, like, traits and, and <laughs> it's classic. Uh <laughs> They have traits and they have, you know, like Arthur is is stoic and Lancelot mm-hmm. is loyal, but not really. Um, but yeah, it, it, the movie does lack a little personality in that regard. I will say that it the movie's a good looking movie. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good scenes with, and you know what I I noticed this when we watched Zardos is that I remember we were watching that and then after we saw that this guy did Excalibur, I remember in the those both those both these movies had the same kind of sheen to it. I can't explain. Are you talking about the green thing? Maybe it's the green thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just like maybe it's just the lighting. I don't know. Where it's like it's almost kind of it's almost has like this far away quality. You know what I mean? Mm. Where it's like this is like the kind of lighting they use sometimes in like flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Movies, but they just use it all the time, and I think that's meant to make it more storybook like and and you know to like I said make it seem more like legend. But the composition is really nice. Uh, there's some really striking shots, like at the end. But there's some peppered in throughout that are really good. I think it's well directed, and I think that given the amount of time that's uh, like the hour forty or hundred forty minutes that he's given, he does pace the story relatively well. Yeah, we have to make some jumps, mm-hmm. but I think he does a good job. And upon the rewatch of choosing which moments to highlight, like. 
the first meeting with Lancelot and King Arthur where they have their duel. Yeah, they yeah. establish respect for each other. And then they kind of foreshadow that Lancelot's kind of going to fuck everything up because he breaks Excalibur on his armor. Mm. It's like, oh. And then that's you like. You think that's what that was? I think so. Okay. And then that's like the. Basically, that's like kind of the main plot of the movie. Uh, it's funny when you said, "When's where's the dragons at?" It's all about infidelity. I think, I think that's like a big part of the the mythology. I'm not too familiar, but basically, yeah, it's like in the mythology, it's like King Arthur has his queen Guinevere, yeah, and he has his best friend and right hand man Lancelot. But the problem is that like there's a love triangle, like the room. It's like the room. It's very much like the room, and. <laughs> um, and that causes tension and then that's like usually and i guess that's supposed to be like some some moral or fable like the, what usually happens is that everything's good and then la- and then there's like infidelity and then there's cracks between them and then they implode on themselves so it's never external threats it's like because they're like they, they start up arthur gets the sword and then he recruits a bunch of guys br- unites everybody in peace mm-hmm they're having fun around the table. They're like, wow, we just did everything right, you know? <laughs> this is great. And then Merlin says something like, well, you know, evil comes where you least expect it. Then immediately after we get into the saga with Lancelot and Guinevere. And yeah, that's basically the main thrust is that um, they pine for each other and then they consummate their relationship. And then Arthur falls into a deep depression and gives up Excalibur. And then because of that, the land falls into ruin. Another also, oh sorry, no, go for it. Uh, also, as you said, Arthur's sister uh, Morgan uh, or Morgana, she at the same time imprisons Merlin, and she's evil. <laughs> and then she spends twenty years being an evil witch lady. Another thing, I get that it was written a long time ago, forty-one but... years ago. Well, well, the actual legend or whatever. Oh, maybe like forty-five years ago. <laughs> Um, but it was a, it was interesting that every turning point of the movie was a woman's fault. Oh. I thought maybe Roger Waters had written this movie, uh, because in the first, it, it's literally just about how girls ruined the group chat. That's a whole yeah. movie. Like they have peace and then Uther's like, I want to fuck this lady. Then they have peace and then, oh, Guinevere is uh, cheating. Okay. But that, that one is like also Lancelot's fault. Yeah. yeah Especially yeah. because they show like they have a good scene where she's riding with him and there's like these little the girls in the caravan in front of them are giggling like Lancelot he's so (laughs) handsome and then Guinevere's like do you love anybody and he's like only you uh, as my queen and my the and as my best friend's wife and in my life I'll love no other and I was like oh that was a good moment Mm -hmm. and then like he really fucks that up later (laughs) like not that long after that (laughs) but it was to show that like it they I'll say that in that regard you're right although I kind of pinned that on Lancelot more so than Guinevere even though you're right it is Guinevere that goes to Lancelot when he runs away yeah and she's like ah take me and then (laughs) they do and then and then he's like ah I, Arthur's my best friend. Oh, what am I, I doing? Do this. this isn't me. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I want to shed some positivity, though, now. Okay. Um, I mentioned the green thing. The movie has, like, this green light in the background shining on all the characters throughout the whole movie. Mm. And it gives us this very fantastical look. Like, it, their armor 
picks it up. The Excalibur. Yeah. yeah, it looks really, really good. I like that. Um, there's a few like special effects shots within the movie, uh, throughout the movie, and I really like them too. Especially the lady in the water. All yes. that stuff was really nice. Like she's the one that I I don't know the legend that well. I guess she births Excalibur. Yeah, she just like some magic nymph lady in the water. They when she first creates Excalibur, she like. It's just, you see her arm holding the sword and that comes out of the water. I was like, oh, that looks really sweet. Mm -hmm. And then that's the ending of the movie, so you come full circle. Yeah. And that that was awesome as well. Um, There's some pyrotechnics throughout the movie. All that stuff is good. There's actually a surprising amount of gore, you know. And some decent action. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, it's like not... Uh, it's still exciting without being like ridiculous mm-hmm. where it's like I don't know did you ever see like the Guy Ritchie King Arthur that came out like five years ago it was just like know. it was it was just like he's doing like action shit <laughs> like he's like doing a flip and then he's like <laughs> like you know like it's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's a John Wick movie and mm-hmm. it's like no but this one it's like no they clink around in their armor it yeah. looks heavy they hit each other you can see them bleed through the armor like it looks good and it feels legitimately exciting and legitimate yeah in in the approach i'll give them props for that it feels real yeah especially their use of excalibur i think it's only used like a couple of times because it will just clean cut someone's arm (laughs) yeah it just it just done (laughs) and it's nice that they didn't do that throughout the whole movie where he's like chopping guys that's what they do in the king arthur (laughs) in the other stupid king arthur movie yeah and the movie sucks ass (laughs) like he just does it a few times and then everyone's like Shit, okay. And, yeah. and it's like Excalibur is more like it's a really good sword, but it's like a symbolic thing, mm-hmm. right? It's power. just like it's just power yeah. and and monarchy and like prosperity. And and that works better than having it be an epic, cool, awesome sword that will just solve all your problems because that's boring. Yeah. Um this one does a good job of maintaining that kind of like um like allegorical approach where it's like everything that happens is like literal but like this can be construed as this like lancelot cheating is like um lack of trust or breaking a friendship yeah when they get the sword uh back after it's like healing he goes to see guinevere because she becomes a nun in a convent after yeah and stuff like that my favorite part of the movie is the ending maybe the last 20 minutes are the best part because you get this stuff with Arthur and he's going on with his buddies and they have adventures and then the King of the Falls okay this is where the cool stuff happens Mm. Uh, except for Mordred because he's I that guy pisses me off in this movie I love his costume though. his costume is great so good the guy who the guy they got to play him is just just the dumbest little twerp ever yeah yeah like he's supposed to be well so what happens is that arthur before so morgana imprisons merlin arthur's like all fucked up because guinevere and lancelot cheated yeah and then morgana um pretends to be guinevere and you know kind of rapes her brother and then they have an incestuous rape baby yep and it's mordred and he's gonna be the new ruler he's got like unbreakable gold armor looks cool and more morgana just grooming him to be the new king yeah and she'll be his merlin or whatever but then what happens is that the movie kind of shifts gears because lancelot's disgraced they just throw him away we don't know what happens to him for a while and arthur just sitting there like in depression mode 
Yeah, because like he's tied to the land. Yeah, it's and, like he's tied to the land. Yeah, and the, because of this like super incestual rape baby, like the land is dying, and yeah. he's dying because of it. another mark of um of like olden times is like if you have an incest baby, there will be hell to pay for everybody. <laughs> Crops will die. Okay, this this is cursed shit. Yeah. So what they do is they switch gears and they say, and Arthur's like, only thing we can do, somebody go find the Grail. And then they spend 20 years, basically all the knights die or get enslaved by Morgana or just get hung by Morgana. But what they do is they have Percival leave it, uh, lead the grail. He becomes like kind of the the hero in like the third act of the film. Yeah. And he's just a peasant boy that Lancelot picked up one day in the woods and he's like a redemption story or he's like a underdog story because he yeah. comes from nothing and becomes a knight. Um, then he gets the grail. How? It doesn't really make sense. He's like in his dream. Uh, There's this riddle you have to solve. And he finds out Arthur is the land. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets the grail. Then he gives it to Arthur, and then Arthur is like, huzzah, let's go. And then they have to, then it's one last job. Get the boys back together. I like that. And like, you see all the flowers blooming yes. and all that. That was great. cool. That was legitimately triumphant. Then they get Lancelot. He's like this haggard old crazy man who's mm-hmm. like, ah, well, what have we wrought upon the earth? <laughs> and then they get him. And then he has a hero moment where he comes in at the last minute and he beats off like a ton of bad guys to save <laughs> Arthur. Okay. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then, um, then he dies, and it's from his old wound that he had. Because early in the movie, he had a dream that he was fighting himself because he's fighting himself for his love for Guinevere, and he accidentally stabs himself in his sleep. And then he gets killed, and then he f- fights all those bad guys, and then he's like, ah, my old wound, it never healed. Then he dies. Kind of poignant, okay? It's poignant if you watch the movie, okay? My explanation yeah, yeah. doesn't do it justice. Then they get to... Then they have the final showdown with Mordred and Arthur. Um, And they do that cool thing. And I don't know if this is the origin of that, but I swear to God I've seen that like a couple of times before. The classic, I stick you, but I pull myself closer and kill myself, but then I can strike you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Cowboy Bebop yes did that too yeah 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 Yeah. i wonder if that's the origin of that it's cool there's some really great imagery at the end he really goes buck wild where you have just just feel the dead soldiers and you have this red sun in the background uh, highlighting uh, mordred and arthur as they're both impaled on each other's weapons Mm -hmm. and then arthur kills him and then he says all right percival get rid of the sword kino moment percival goes takes the sword takes it to the water says can't do it comes back says ah nothing happened and he's like just kidding i couldn't do it i couldn't do it i couldn't throw it away and then arthur says do it do as i say and then the best shot of the movie which is what you wait two hours 20 minutes for he throws it into the lake and the lady catches it and they play some wagner or something some big opera and it's an absolute that's a every frame a painting make that your wallpaper type of moment yeah, yeah. great then he's not th- done there Percival goes back Arthur's gone he's on the ship with these three ladies and they have this great shot I'll show you just so you can you know see where he's just on the water yeah yeah he really you know this was a really a full comer ending <laughs> and it's the kind of ending where the first time I saw this 
it really tricked me into thinking the whole movie was great. You're right. Because I watched this and I was like, oh, it's done. And then that happened. And I was like, oh, my God, that was so beautiful. <laughs> um, in hindsight, the movie does have some problems. But I think that this was probably one of the most enjoyable or easiest two hours and 20 minutes we've watched on the show. <laughs> yep. Um, it was really easy for me to watch. It was really briskly paced. I never really felt bored, even when I knew what was going to happen. The movie looks good enough to hold its own as just something to enjoy visually, which I think is a big criticism of the film. I think, I think, and if we have to get into the cult appeal, uh, I think the movie is not that well received, but I think the resurgence is A, because it's a very stylized film and mm-hmm. because of that it just maybe people will give more credit to that also because i think Zack snyder fanboys really like it because he said it was his favorite movie and he put homages to it in like batman versus superman and shit like that uh so that that's embarrassing if that is why this is now like the cult <laughs> movie I'll, I'll have to deduct a bag so i'll get back to the next episode if that's the case but it's really when i think about it like what are good King Arthur movies? None, none. Yeah, none. There isn't even like in like in like a sixties or fifties epic that they made that was like solid. Okay, maybe if you're in a silly mood, you can watch Monty Python. Okay, <laughs> but if you want some serious King Arthur, like this is probably like the best thing I can recommend. It just yeah. it's uh it's pretty comprehensive. It's all the major beats. If you watch this, you'll basically know everything you need to know about Arthurian legend. And it's all in a pretty little package. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've 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 said all that I have to say. Really, the other thing is, I I like the characters how they're written, but there's a lot of dubbing in this movie, and some yeah. of it's bad, especially on Merlin, where sometimes he's like, "Hey Arthur, you have to Dude, it's because he's magic, so he can speak through <laughs> other realms. Dude, that's yes, not even. Yes. Dude, that's not even a technical problem. <laughs> um, so there's that, um, and yeah, like I I can't elaborate on it too heavily, but I I the movie should have just been in three three it should have been longer yeah i don't know like this is the kind of movie where it's like why wasn't this longer maybe budget constraints i don't know maybe people at this time weren't maybe epics were i mean epics actually by like 1980 were like you don't do them yeah you know it's like whatever that's like nobody has the time for that shit yeah i can go see et twice (laughs) or i can go see this one stupid movie with knights and swords and shit right so yeah it should have been longer and for that I, and I don't think there's like a director's cut or anything well those are stupid facts based based taika <laughs> um yeah they are stupid although it is nice to have more movie if you like the movie so that's not that stupid yeah um i'm gonna have to give this i'm gonna give this a strong three out of five bags of popcorn. Strong? A strong three out of five bags, bordering on four out of five. <laughs> okay. Nice. Like a 3.5 out of um, five? If such a thing were to exist, yeah. Okay. But it doesn't, so it's just three point four, three out of five. Uh, already, six out of ten. Uh, do you have a movie you want to do? Um... Let me just consult my list. Well, you're just going to spin the wheel, right? That's fucked up. 
Yeah, if there's no movie. There, if there's no movie, okay, let me see what I have. I, I, my my list is low actually. Um. Um. Okay, pick a number between one and three. Two. Okay, we're doing a hockey movie. A hockey movie. Slap shot with Paul Newman. Okay. And those silly guys with glasses and long hair. I never seen this, but uh, it's a cult movie apparently, and it's funny. Sure. Don't quote me. I won't. Don't worry, bro. Yeah, you've seen that before, right? But yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, we are Canadians, so we know lots about hockey. I know the Jets. I know the Raptors. I got all the trivia you guys need. Yeah, let's do it. What, see, Rolling Stone just did an article, Why Slapshot is the perfect 1970s sports movie. It is a bit of a niche when they put it like that, but <laughs> who doesn't love a good 1970s sports movie, let oh, alone yeah. a perfect one, okay? So we'll do that. Yeah. Anything else? Um, no. Nope. I'll watch no for next week. You better. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, be it the free post or just plain old-fashioned rags, send us a movie recommendation on our Instagram at C-O-T Podcast, C-O-T Podcast, and we'll review it on the show. Shake, shake, and may the road rise up to meet your wheels. Was that good enough? Is that the take? Not even close. Take 174, rolling three... Two, one.